if you want something that's good and hot, just eat a hamburger, it'll hit the spot. You can see him on the griddle going flippity-flop. Makes you want to do the boogie to the hamburger. Welcome hot. to the BurgerPalaceAudio.com podcast for industry professionals. I'm Andrew Heil. From copywriting to producing, directing to acting, in television, multimedia, or movies, the BPA Podcast is your source for learning about the many different behind-the-scenes roles that comprise the entertainment industry. We're joined by Craig Young of BBDO in Dubai. Craig is a copywriter as well as a VO with experience on both sides of the microphone. Thanks for joining us, Craig. Absolutely. It's uh, my distinct pleasure to uh, join. What a great way to connect. We actually connected through uh, LinkedIn and uh, just started chatting, and we thought it would be a great idea to share, uh, share Craig's story. For those of you unfamiliar with BBDO, which is highly unlikely, they're an international advertising agency. They're currently representing the likes of VW, Nike, Lowe's, GE, and FedEx, just to name a few. And, and that's really focused on the U.S. accounts, and I know that they have international accounts as well. How did you come to work with BBDO in, in Dubai? Well, moving to Dubai in, uh, just a couple of years ago, in 2010, um, I started working freelance, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, who is also a copywriter, put me on to a placement company that places creative talent in particular. And they had put me at a couple other um, agencies, uh, DDB, Brandcom, TBWA, which are all international brands. And I did short stints there. BBDO came next, and shortly after um, hanging around there for a couple of weeks, they offered me a full-time post, and I've, I've been there since, and it's been really enjoyable. It's been great. You mentioned that you were in England for a while as well. Yeah. Were, were you doing copywriting as well in England? I went to England to do a master's. Uh, my wife uh, made it clear to me that I must go and do my master's, so I was like, okay, master's it is. And I studied at the University of Warwick in 2007 to 2008, uh, and that was a, a, a degree in a, a sort of mixed enterprises masters, which was it was very interesting, and it kind of gave me a, a, a survey of what the creative industries is like, and specifically how the advent of the internet and e-commerce is affecting the creative industries. And you know, I'm finding that more and more. It's not just a it's not just a Hollywood or New York kind of industry anymore. We you know we used to think that, but certainly it's the internet and e-commerce and those kinds of things. I mean, look at how you and I met. Uh, it just really is impacting us in in such a huge way. Indeed, yeah. And as you mentioned earlier on in, in your comment, that because there's so much so easy access um, to talent and so on, it's affecting how as voice talents or even copywriters how we get work, how much we can charge, and, and, and all that stuff. So how do countries, I mean, you've got international experience. How do countries differ in the way that they advertise? Well, I can safely say that, well, there, there are a lot of factors. I think there's exposure, um, the, the level of exposure that a country or culture may have to the rest of the world. Their state of their economy is a major factor. Uh, whether or not it's a, it's a developed country or a, a, a developing country. And, of course, the culture, how religion uh, may influence the culture and how they see, how they see products, how they see commerce, and uh, how they see themselves. So in the Middle East, I'd say that by and large, it's, it's very conservative. Saudi Arabia, for example, where I, I, I do some writing for because uh, I work with uh, Emirates Airline, which is an international airline, and it's based in Dubai. So our office does writing for, well, basically the globe and for other markets. And I, we also end up writing for Saudi Arabia. And so in Saudi Arabia, when we're 
devising our print ads, we have to make sure that either there are no women in them or they, they are completely covered. Um, their feet can't be showing, their shoulders can't be showing, um, and it depends on, you know, how things are. Maybe, maybe their faces can't be showing. Um, in Jamaica, where I work with McCann Erickson, not as conservative, but still fairly old school at the time that I was there. And we didn't focus a lot, for example, on uh, awards. And awards are a big thing in the advertising industry, primarily for the talent, because if you get an award, it's very easy for you to, to find a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And also for the agencies themselves, because it gives the agency currency and it gives you a good name, um, the more awards you get. It wasn't a particular focus in Jamaica, and I think part of that was because of the economy in that um, our brands were more interested in trying to generate as much income as possible and weren't interested in, in us trying to produce award-winning work, which often isn't really about generating income. It's more about an, an interesting creative that will get attention. My wife um, is uh, my wife is a big fan of uh, the show Mad Men, and one of the things that, as an advertising agency, they really wanted to do was land their first car company because you know this was set in the '60s, of course. Uh, but when you landed your first car company, that meant that you were on the map and you were unstoppable. It, and it's real interesting because they don't mention the award-winning side of things. And and here in the states, people are very interested in awards. We've got Promax uh, coming up, uh, as a matter of fact, next week. And people are very interested in internal promotion to other folks about what awards and 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 things that they that they earn. So it's interesting to hear you say that you know in Jamaica and maybe in Dubai that they're not as as award-driven. Well, in Dubai, they're very award-driven. Now, that's that's the difference between, like, Dubai and Jamaica. Um, They actually are very award-driven. And we we happen to be at a good point where we have a lot of good talent um, at at BBDO, uh, award-winning talent that that have proven themselves already. I'm still on the road to doing that myself. Um, And, yeah, it, it, it is, in fact, very important because of the international brands that are here and because it's a large market. And we're fortunate to have brands that are willing to have us do often proactive work to generate the kind of award-winning work that, that you, we want to see. So it is very awards-focused, um, and we're lucky to have that, and, and we're trying to make the most of it. So when you start to advertise for Emirates Airlines, when you guys are working for advertising to Dubai, do you work in teams? Do you work with the other offices around the world? Or are you responsible for Emirates Airlines internationally? Because you're going to advertise differently to each demographic in each country. Well, the Dubai office is is responsible for Emirates Airlines internationally. Um, But of course, each market does have to produce its own work. Um, But what we did in conjunction with another agency. We created the templates that all other agencies would use, basically, for the various types of products that Emirates Airlines will will promote and sell. Uh, So yes, the Dubai office is essentially the hub for Emirates advertising, but each market does have to produce its own work according to uh, their own needs and so on and so forth. But generally speaking, I have the privilege of being able to work along with my uh, my supervisor, who's a group head for Emirates, uh, to produce a lot of the work that's sent out around the world. So when you when you create those campaigns in in different areas, their understanding that the marketing is different 
around the world and, and they prove or disapprove in different ways or do they stay Absolutely. on the- you know, quite, quite right. Um, of course, within Emirates itself, you have those who are responsible for, say, North Africa, those responsible for the Middle East, the U.S. markets, and so on and so forth. So they look at their markets in terms of, of, of their needs. So, for example, if we're, we, we are opening up, we're, we're just did some work for Sudan, um, we weren't allowed to have women in, in, the, in the outdoor billboards and so on for Sudan. And that's something that they have to make clear to us. We can't have that present in the, in the outdoor in this particular region. Uh, we're marketing to Saudi. Please be careful about the types of words you use, the types of images you use, and so on. While perhaps if it's sent to the United States, and even in, in Dubai to some extent, there's a little uh, more leeway, and we're able to be a little bit more liberal in, in how we produce those ads. Are you marketing to women even though you're not using women in the advertising in other countries? Uh, there is marketing to women, yes. Um, how it's done, of course, we have to do it quite conservatively, quite discreetly, depending on the market. Uh, if, for example, in Dubai, which is far more liberal than I think maybe the outside world realizes, uh, it's quite liberal here, but the advertising still has to have a certain amount of propriety, if you will. And, of course, there are two distinct groups, larger groups of women. There are the local women, the Emiratis, and of course the expat women, all the women from all the other countries there. So how we market to local women is very different. Obviously we'll have to have their likeness in the ads and that would mean having uh, an Emirati woman in full abaya, which is, is the body covering that they have on, and their shayla, which is the head covering that they wear, which is an integral part of their cultural garb. Uh, and of course, if we're if we're market and the markets are split up now, even though we have the the, the expat market, we have the British market, which is uh, of course a market that's uh, you know the, the A one, if you will, A B one, whatever you want to call it, demographic. We have Filipinos, Indians, and so on and so forth. And so, the marketing that's done, uh, generally speaking, yeah, we absolutely market to women, and usually it's if it's women, it's families as well. However, because of the, the type of culture, which is fairly patriarchal, a lot of the time it's the, the, the men who have the money, if you will, and they tend to be targeted quite a lot too because they have the sort of the, they hold the purse strings, if you will. I don't think that's necessarily always true, but that's a part of the perception. So what is the creative process like? Can you take us through an idea from start to pitch for an actual campaign, maybe a project that you're particularly proud of? In a perfect world, you start off with your client services, getting all the relevant information that they need from the client. And, and depending on your budget, you could do a lot of research. You could do a lot of consumer research, a lot of product research. Uh, in an ideal world, you would be able to have uh, the budget to conduct all the research that you want and have all of that information at your fingertips, which would then be condensed into the brief. And the brief is essentially a short version of all the information that our client services folks have got together, and they've put it out, hopefully, in, in an, an easily understandable fashion, which would include things like uh, the goal of the brand. You know, what is it that they're trying to accomplish? Are they trying to sell more units? Are they trying to get more brand recognition? Are they trying to just spread the word, basically, and build their brand across uh, in a certain region? So it has to be clear what the goal of the brief is, what the mandatories are, what essential information 
needs to be in there, what kind of tone is the ad supposed to have, is a brand supposed to have, uh, what images must be present, uh, and so on. So, so it has to be a very clear, hopefully a clear outline of all that important information. And, and it depends on if you know the brand already or if you're just getting familiar with the brand. So if it's a pitch, for example, and in a pitch, usually what you're trying to do is win a brand. So in this case, you have to have information from the ground up, which means what exactly is this brand all about? What is its brand footprint? Which basically means what makes this brand what it is? What's the brand essence? After that, after you get that brief, and part of the process of getting that brief is also trying to figure out what is the best way to convey all of this information. And I think that's where the creative research starts. So now it gets into the hands of the designers and the, con- and the conceptualizers. Then you do your research and you spend all your time looking at that industry. So if in, in, in this case, if it's an airline, you want to look at all the airlines. What kind of ads are they putting out there? What kind of work is being done? What, what competitive advantages do they have? Now, do you draw from from different air? I mean, again, knowing that they're advertising an airline, many airlines are going to be international, and they're going to have different uh, different marketing approaches. Do you take that into consideration as well, or are you just looking for the overall idea at this point? No, you, you take that into consideration. I mean, strategically, that the strategic uh, plan is more the concern of planning and and the account executives and so on. But we as creatives would certainly look at the work that's out there because you want to know what you're competing against. You want to know how good is, are, the, are these other advertisers exactly what, how, how should we position ourselves and our work to compete with the level of work that you see out there. So, and you want to see how, how are people communicating airlines because you will notice, for example, that in any particular industry, there is a certain kind of similarity in how products are marketed. If it's perfume, perfumes are usually marketed uh, in, in a very sort of uh, sensual and, and intimate way. Perfume ads are normally whispered for some reason. Car ads have a certain type of feel and delivery, you know, and as a voiceover, you, you realize that they, they have those voiceovers that, speci- that, that uh, works specifically for car companies. They will do just car ads. Ten years ago, we did not have the multimedia that we have now. Mm-hmm. Do you have separate teams, new teams that actually come in and help you with the multimedia aspect? Or is that part of what you need to do as a copywriter, understanding how you're going to present this to your client? Absolutely. We have a digital team. And um, BBDO has a, a digital partner called Proximity. And I'm now working with the, the, um, the head of uh, digital creative for Emirates um, globally. And I'm doing some writing with him now. And... Yeah, they specifically focus on what digital strategy can they add to whatever campaign we're doing. And sometimes, even if they don't necessarily ask for uh, digital solutions, it's usually smart, and any agency will do this, to offer digital solutions anyway. Because nowadays, it's irregular if you don't have some digital element to whatever campaign it is that you're doing. So has it improved, or has it diluted the way we sell to the consumer. You know, you can you can get down by area, you can get down by demographic, you can get down by age, all of those things when you're when you're doing digital media and it's a lot more focused. But is that increasing sales or is it diluting it and making it harder to reach customers overall? I think it's 
hasn't necessarily diluted, but I think that the industry is still trying to figure out how to best reach customers. Uh, I think that they're easier to reach in one sense, but in another sense, it depends on how you reach them. It's what is it that's going to actually capture them? Because you can you know, spray banner ads, for example, or Facebook ads all over the place, but because there are so many, really, how can you actually capture their attention? And nowadays, people are are using things like viral videos, for example, mm-hmm. and they're embedding them into the social experience. In other words, they're trying to make them seem like an, an organic part of their experience. So, for example, you see a, a, a funny video, you want to share it with your, your friends. So now, what, what are advertisers trying to do? What are brands trying to do? They're trying to create videos that seem normal, that seem uh, spontaneous, spontaneous enough to share with your friends, but in fact, they are created. They are products. So I I think that the industry is constantly trying to find out how can we maximize this environment because it's always changing. Something else is always popping up. Something organically happens by nature. And then advertisers will want to find out how can I take this organic occurrence and use it to sell my product but still make it feel organic. Is television still the strongest medium out there right now or is that being threatened? Oh, it's definitely being threatened. And uh, you'll always hear some new uh, stat or some research that is saying that most people seem to consume their media now on mobile devices or on their laptop or iPad rather than through the television. But of course, it depends on which market you're in. For example, here in, in Dubai, newspapers are still widely used. Newspapers are still popular. They're not necessarily in trouble the way they are in the developed world. And that's partially because the technology simply hasn't um, reached here just yet. And that would be true all across the developing world. But, you know, because the developed world normally holds the handle when it comes to the media, when we're making statements like television is in trouble, you're probably only referring to a specific uh, demographic, a specific uh, geographic location. In this case, the Western world primarily, which is primarily the developed world. But in Africa and, and across many parts of the Middle East, it's not necessarily at the same level of development. What was the most fun you've ever had on a project, whether it be there in Dubai or uh, some other area? Well, one of the, the projects I, I did when I first got to BBD was actually an internal Pepsi video. Uh, Pepsi is one of our clients. And it was actually a, a video for that sort of uh, was a part of an awards uh, uh, ceremony uh, to award sort of their, their highest performing markets. And it was done like a morning talk show. So the, the head of the Middle Eastern region, MENA region, was the host and his winning um, heads of, of the various markets were, I don't know, a sportscaster, or the, 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 the weathercaster, um, a chef, and it was just cool to be able to put this whole production together um, to make sure the props uh, were all there. Just the, the fun of writing the script, the fun of being on set, I think, was probably the best part. And uh, seeing these guys who were CEOs um, trying to be actors and doing a good job and, and, and having a great attitude about it. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and we actually, uh, with the director, built in some bloopers without their knowledge. Wow, that's uh, great. So we, we, do, we do stuff on set to kind of throw them off and uh, manufacture a blooper, which we then showed at the end of the video 
And uh, it came off really great. It was, it was a whole lot of fun. You can hear Craig's voiceover work at theaudioanimator.com. That's his personal website, theaudioanimator.com. Please take a couple minutes and stop by and check out his work. Craig, thank you very much for joining me. I really, really learned so much from you today, and I hope to uh, talk to you some more in the near future. It's just really, really great stuff. Thank you. It's been my pleasure, Andrew. I really appreciate inviting me, and, uh, you know, hope it helps the listeners. Craig Young is a copywriter for BBDO in Dubai. You can also hear his voiceover work at theaudioanimator.com. Thanks again, Craig. And to our listeners, thanks so much for stopping by. We'll have some more podcasts for you in the near future. Remember to tune in to BurgerPalaceAudio.com, the podcast for industry professionals. This has been BPA Presents. Copyright of this program, 2013 BurgerPalaceAudio.com and BPA Presents. All rights reserved. I'm Andrew Heil.